Welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. listeners and welcome back to another amazing podcast. I have with me today Janaris Marte. She is a super duper photographer and has her own studio. You can see her pictures at Janaris.com. That's J-A-N-E-R-I-S.com. I actually want to tell you a little bit about her story today because it is absolutely phenomenal. She was diagnosed when with lupus and when she was about 26 years old, she found herself very, very ill. I'm going to let you tell or her tell you the details, but I just want to let you know that it was serious enough that her lungs and heart were failing. Doctors had told her that she wouldn't be able to have children and she needs assistance to keep her heart beating. But Daenerys is one of these people with that attitude of, watch me. And she has overcome so many obstacles in her life through her faith through her trust in herself, through functional medicine, through knowing that if she kept her brain in the right space, things would work out for her. So from someone who went from some the doctor saying that she wouldn't have children, she has been a foster mom to 13 kids, which is amazing to me. And she is living a healthy life now. And I want you to hear all about it. So here she is, Janaris Marte. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Now, I never asked you where you are from. I am in Miami, and but my family, my nationality is, is from Dominican Republic. Lovely. I, uh, I have to say that I have checked out your website and your Instagram page and your photos are absolutely lovely. What inspired you to become a photographer? You know, I've been a photographer for 22 years. I started in high school. And uh, I was in the yearbook and the TV production. I've always loved TV and photography. And I went into college not really knowing what I was going to do and continued pursuing the photography as elective. And it just stuck. And so it just became my career. I've never had a different job since high school. It's always been photography related. So I guess that was just my calling. You know, the one thing that is so amazing about your photos is how real and how raw they are. They really capture beauty. And, you know, you have to have a specific eye to see that. And, you know, maybe sometimes people have a better eye for seeing the raw humanness when they have been through a lot of adversity in their own life and have such an appreciation for life. Are you ready to share with the listeners your story of overcoming adversity? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Well, you can get started wherever you like with your story. Awesome. Well, I was diagnosed with lupus at 16 years old. I was in high school and became very, very sick. Fevers were constant. Joint pain was... I suffered a year of joint pain before I was actually diagnosed. And um, I was told I would not be able to live a normal life for the rest of my life. I would have to stay out of the sun. I wouldn't be able to go to the beach. And for someone in Miami, that is like a death sentence. That's mm-hmm. not that's not something that you can do easily because we are in the sunshine state. It was very difficult for me. I was very sick often because I could not avoid the sun. And I had lots of friends and we were active and we were, you know, we would after school we would head to the beach and just hang out. 
no matter when. So that was very difficult for me. But throughout the years, I was able to stabilize myself and my health was stable for a while. My, I guess my body adjusted to the sunlight and it just was kind of on a, I don't know, I was just skating by. But um, when I turned 26, my health began to show me different signs again of severe pain and my chest was hurting a lot. I couldn't breathe and things were just not normal anymore. And uh, that's when I started to go to the doctor again. Uh, well, I've been, I had been going to the doctor, but this time I had to find a specialist dealt with lungs and, and my heart. So that's where I found out that I had pulmonary hypertension and that I would now need to take care of myself in a different way. And I had to get, you know, have different medications and things like that, but it continued to decline. And it got to the point where I was in the hospital and doctors couldn't really bring my blood pressure up. And I started to get different appointments with different doctors that would come in and they would say, you know, well, you'll soon need a lung transplant. Your lungs are failing. They're crashing. Your heart is not working properly. It's enlarged. And all these different things that just were are shocked to me. At such a young age, I was 26. I was newly married at this point. We had just come from Mexico, which is actually where I discovered the amount of pain maybe because the elevation is different. Mm -hmm. So I was newly married and all of this is happening to me. And I'm just like, you know, we were supposed to have kids and we were supposed to live a fun life traveling the world. And this doctor is telling me I have to carry around a giant oxygen tank to survive and that I'll need a lung transplant. And, you know, I just kept thinking of how sad I was for my husband that had to deal with all of this, like literally a week in to our marriage. It was just, we went straight from our honeymoon into the hospital for a month. It was just something that I just was not expecting. And from there, the doctors told me all the little things that were going to start happening in my life and how I was going to need a new medication that was going to be implanted into my heart so that I could keep my heart pumping and that it could work the way it should and how I was never going to have children and how I was going to die very, you know, much sooner than I expected and all these things that I just couldn't understand why anyone would say to any, you know, to a, a patient, but he was telling me all these things. And I guess he just wanted to be real with me, but I took it as a way to use it as a springboard. And I was able to take all those negative things that they told me was going to happen and kind of like jump on it to get me to my next destination. And I would just tell them like, watch what's going to happen. You know, I have such a big God and such a big faith in my God that I knew that this was not over. I knew I was a great person at that moment. And I knew that I had been created for something so special and so inspiring that I knew this wasn't the end. So from there, I began to search alternatives and I started looking for alternative medicine and I found a functional medicine doctor that was definitely a godsend. She taught me about digging deep into your actual problem instead of just covering up the symptoms. And that was my road to recovery. And it took me about three years. So can you tell us more about that? Because I, you know, I'm listening to like severe health crisis, you know, heart, lung problems, you know, needing medicine for your heart to even be beating. And then to have a doctor, a functional medicine doctor say to you, well, let's dig deeper into what's going on. To me, that's like such huge contrast. 
So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, I've been used to my entire life uh, receiving steroids to bring the inflammation down because my, what lupus is, is for anybody who doesn't know, lupus is an autoimmune disorder that where your immune system attacks organs as if they were foreign objects. So for me personally, it was manifested in the heart. And from the beginning, lupus began affecting my heart. And I was always used to having medications that would lower my immune system so that it wouldn't attack my heart. But in the process, I would get colds easier and I would get sick in other ways. Mm -hmm. And so I was used to that kind of medication. I thought that's all there was. And when I met this functional medicine doctor, she told me that if you have an autoimmune disorder, when you change your diet and your environment, your health can completely transform. And it was something that was so foreign to me, but I was so interested because at that point I was hitting rock bottom. And that's where I learned how to change my diet, how to discover the things that were affecting my immune system in a negative way. And for me, it were certain foods like gluten and dairy and chocolate and coffee and things that I never expected I had to eliminate from my diet. And also keeping my environment a healthy, stress-free life. Can you tell us more about that, keeping your environment stress-free? Sure. I mean, I never thought I was a stressful person. I'm a very animated person, but I'm not usually angry. I, I'm pretty positive, except for when I was in pain. I'm pretty positive And I believe in the law of attraction, that where whatever you are, wherever your energy, wherever your mind is, that's what you are attracting. And so I, at that point, I, I tended to attract, I always attracted the positive thing. But I didn't realize how there was so much stress inside of my body that was not necessarily coming out. And those kinds of things were keeping me in a space of a lot of chaos. And learning how to control my reactions to things that were happening outside of, my, of myself helped me to begin healing. I just you know, started to control like if maybe my mom made me upset at that moment or my sisters or my husband or anything like that, I kind of switched my mind frame to keep it in a positive state so that my environment could always be positive and I could stay stress-free. You know, that is such an important point. That is a mindset. And there can be all of these things going on around us. And it's our choice as to whether or not we buy in, you know, whether or not we respond to the drama or how much we respond. I mean, of course, we were human. And in all our humanness, we can have, you know, a bit of a knee-jerk reaction and respond in that moment. But it's our choice whether or not we carry it around for two weeks. Right. Yeah. And I love what you said that, you know, to reduce the physical stress in your body, you had to also change the mental stress, right? The positivity and increasing that. And, and I'm sure too, with the law of attraction working for you. So for people who don't know the law of attraction is that which unto itself is drawn. So like attracts like, you are very likely then attracting these really positive people into your life as well. Right. It really did help me to think that way and to feel, you know, to have that mindset. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the ways that you changed your thoughts? I began to just focus on the positive. That was a time, the time where I got sick, really sick at 26 was, I believe, because my parents were getting a divorce after 26 years. And that was, I think, much more devastating than if I were a child, mm -hmm. just because I lived 26 years with my parents together, you know? So that was very tough for me. And that was very, very tough for my parents as well. And just trying to, 
keep those thoughts clean was a challenge in itself. But I would begin, you know, every morning just with prayer and thanking God for the positive things and thanking God for the relationship that they did have and thanking God for the relationship I have with them individually and things like that kept me focused and trying to get away from the negative things that were happening with their relationship at the time. You're absolutely right that that can be traumatic at any age. And and you make a very good point that when you are used to having your parents together, whether it's 25 years or 40 years, it is, it's a huge shock because it goes against everything that you know and everything that you were raised with. So I want to repeat again what your daily plan was in the mornings that you would start the day with prayer and gratitude and really being focused on the positive. So setting yourself up for a really great day. Yeah. Yeah. That's that made a difference then and it makes a difference now as I'm running my business, I'm doing the same. So it does. Beautiful. So tell us about then the journey to become a foster parent and some of those amazing experiences with the 13 children that you have helped to raise. Well, my husband and I knew we were not going to be able to physically carry, I was not going to be able to physically carry a child because my lungs and heart were weak. And I, you know, as much as I wanted to avoid it and and fight it, I knew what the reality was. So we had to find an alternative and uh, adoption was definitely one of the options. Surrogacy was also an option and other things, but we felt that God was leading us towards adoption. And uh, when we looked into it, it was something that we would have had to take out a loan to do. It was so expensive for us. And we were like, how, you know, we just couldn't imagine how we were going to in our mind, we felt we were paying for a child. It may not be the, I guess, what everyone feels, but it was what we were feeling at the time. And we felt like that was just, I don't know, we, we didn't feel right about it 100%. Mm-hmm. So we kind of put that down for a little bit. And then we had a friend who who began fostering kid, uh, children. And, and she spoke to us about it. And we saw that we could fulfill our need to be parents while giving back. And that to us was something that both of us just jumped on because it was something that was uh, kind of a confirmation of where we should go. That was something that both of us felt really, really comfortable with. And we began fostering and we started fostering with the intent of adoption. We wanted to adopt a child. And once we got into it, we realized that that's not what foster care is. Foster care really is to take care of a child that needs your, needs a home and needs love while mom or dad is rehabilitating. And we realized that we were raising children for other people. And that was the ultimate gift for us. And knowing that we were not selfishly doing this for adoption really motivated us to keep going and to keep doing our work and to and it, it just showed us more why I was here. It just showed us more what my purpose was in life and why I wasn't, you know, I didn't pass away when they told me I would. It, we just, it just kind of like opened up our world a little bit. And we began fostering kids and we continued to foster kids and every kid would come and they would go and they would come and they would go. And every time our heart would break a little less as they left because we, were, we knew we were doing our job. And that's what we were made for. That's what our hearts were made for. But then one day, these two little girls that were here, they ended up staying and we were able to adopt them. And it was the biggest blessing in our life. (laughs) And, um, you know, every phase of our life, we realized why we're here. And so it's been pretty cool. You know, I just 
am smiling from ear to ear listening to you tell your story because when I think about how, you know, we're all here for a reason and we all have a purpose and sometimes things happen that are not, you know, something that we perceive as good. You know, obviously being so sick with lupus is not something that a person would would choose not understanding where it would lead. And for you to have this opportunity, like you said, to be able to care for a child whether mom and dad are rehabilitating from that giving place with absolutely no selfishness involved, knowing that you're doing it for someone else purely from a giving place, you know, that would have probably not been something that you had chosen, consciously chosen, had you not been sick. Right. right. And so how amazing that you were able to take what some people would experience as negative and turn it into this beautiful, giving, loving experience that has enriched the lives of all of these children and no doubt has had a ripple effect throughout their families as well. Yeah, it's something I remember my church members and, and my family and friends always praying for the lupus to go away. And this was at a very young age, they would always pray for my healing. And I would always, I would love to have been healed at 17, 18, 19, you know, any age. But I would come back with that prayer and I would tell them, you know, I don't feel my purpose is fulfilled yet. So let it stay. And I get a little bit emotional when I talk about this because I hate lupus. But it is something that I'm so grateful for because it brought me to my two little girls. It is, uh, it's definitely something that I would have I would have preferred not to have, but I am grateful for lupus because of that, you know? So every time that they would pray for me, I would always come back, you know, don't worry about it. It's still here and there's still a reason for it. And, you know, it would actually shock them because they were thinking I was being negative. But now looking back, I realized that there was just a purpose that was needed to, you know, come out of it. And that's what happened. You know, that's such a great lesson in purpose right there. And I do want to just expand on that a little bit. I remember that when my mother was sick, she uh, she had cancer and she was in her late 70s. And my mother was a retired minister and people would pray for her to be healed. And I remember sitting with her one day and she was crying and she said, I feel so guilty for not being healed. You know, I've had this faith my whole life and everyone's praying for me and I feel like a failure because I'm not being healed. And it's really blessed my heart today what you've said about your illness being part of your purpose and knowing that maybe the healing at that time was not in the cards for you because this extraordinary life was ahead of you. And the plan for you all along was the watch me plan. Watch me. Just watch me. Let me bless other people with the faith that I have and with the love that my husband and I have for all of these children and their families as well. And I'm just so grateful that you have embraced that and the, the positivity around that and really letting your light shine. What a blessing you are. Thank you. Thank you. God has been really, really good to me through the pain and through the happiness. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I want to tell the listeners again to please check out your website. It is J-A-N-E-R-I-S.com. And you can find Janeris on Instagram as well at uh, J-A-N-E-R-I-S Studios with an S, Studios, Janeris Studios. Um, please do check out her photos and uh, like and comment on Instagram. They are lovely. They speak to her beautiful, beautiful heart. And um, 
Before we end the podcast today, I was just wondering, I'm going to share a motivational quote, but I was wondering if you had a tip or something that you'd like to share with the listeners before we sign off today. Definitely keep, no matter what anyone tells you, no matter what your life looks like, no matter where it looks like your life is headed, always keep a positive mind. Stay away from negative talk. Stay away from negative, even negative words in your language and Pay attention to what you say. Pay attention to what you're thinking of because those thoughts and words are really, really powerful, much more powerful than we know. Absolutely. Those I am statements. And you have embraced the goodness of what other people might have fallen into and not even be on this earth anymore. And so I just want to share with the listeners how important it is to be practicing those positive affirmations. I, you know, every cell in my body is healthy. I am blessed. I am divinely guided. I am divinely protected. All of those positive things, just feeding your mind with that positive food. And as Janaris has shared with us, you know, to be practicing that law of traction, not only with our thoughts and our words, but also with who we surround ourselves with, uh, lowering our physical stress. Uh, reducing our mental stress in our lives by our own positivity. And we can overcome through grace and through these practices. And uh, thank you one more time for being on the show, Janaris. Really appreciate that. And really appreciate you sharing your story and your beautiful, beautiful photographs. We're going to end the podcast with a very famous quote that I have shared before, but it is so applicable to this situation that I am going to share it again. It is from Marianne Williamson in the book, A Return to Love. And it is called Let Your Light Shine. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So again, that was from Marianne Williamson in A Return to Love. And our guest today is Janaris Marte from Janaris, J-A-N-E-R-I-S.com and on Instagram, Janaris Studios. Thank you for being on the show and thank you for being the most amazing person that you are, Janaris. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.